Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 141, Embracing Our Abundance. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there. Wherever you are in the world, you're welcome. Thank you for inviting me into your lives. And we're here between the lunar eclipse and the upcoming solar eclipse on the 10th of June. And then we have our Saturn and Uranus square happening on the 14th. So lots going on, apart from lots of planets going retrograde. And you may have noticed Mercury going retrograde as computers don't work and messages don't get through and you forget to write a message down in your diary, <laughs> small things. But we can all blame Mercury in, in Gemini for that. But I wanted to look at abundance and I have to say I had a little difficulty actually naming this podcast because I had so many thoughts going through my head, typical Gemini. And there's a lot going on in Gemini. There's a lot of movement happening. And so what we have at this moment in time, we've got the sun in Gemini. It's going to be joined by the moon on the 10th. That's the new moon. And then we also have Mercury there in Gemini. But as I say, it's going backwards. And we have beautiful Jupiter, which has just gone into Pisces. But that is squaring a lot of the Gemini energy. And then just to end this, we also had the square to Neptune in Pisces. So we have Piscean energy and we have Gemini energy. <laughs> and Gemini is all about air. It's an air sign. And Pisces is all about water. So what do we get when air and water come together? We get a lot of mist. And you may have noticed there's a lot of mist around. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of disorientation. What's true? What's not true? Because Gemini is all about information. What shall I read? What shall I not read? How am I going to know what's true? And what's important to us is to be able to not just intake more information, which can often be a tendency to want to do that. Maybe if I go on this website, maybe I, I listen to that video, is to breathe, to take time away from information so that we can actually make space to breathe, to think, to reflect, and to listen to ourselves. And I was just reading a lovely little article that talked about how fish communicate with each other. And apparently they communicate through electrical impulses, but there are little gaps, little pauses, spaces between their communication. And what they found is that those gaps, those pauses between the electrical impulses moving from one fish to another, actually allow the receptive fish, the one that's going to receive the information, to be really clear, have a clear channel for reception. But when the fish was encouraged to actually send out more electrical impulses, or let's say the humans did that, then the poor fish trying to receive the information just got confused. And what it did was desensitize the fish to the information coming in. And I think that's what's happening to us. 
so much information is coming in, we're desensitizing ourselves. We're not able to correlate or to, to synthesize this information. We're not able to say, actually, what is appropriate for me or what is nurturing me or what helps me. We're just like bombarded with the information. And therefore, we actually can't make decisions. We can't be clear about what information serves us, what helps us to move in one direction and what doesn't. And I thought that was just a very nice little article I was reading about fish communication and the importance of space. And just recently, I took myself off up to Oregon to Crater Lake because I needed space. I've been doing a lot of sharing and teaching, but also listening, but listening to different, different opinions on what's going on at this present time. And I just needed silence. Any of you recognize that? <laughs> And I've recognized that I'm actually listening to less. And I know you're listening to me or watching me, but it's okay if you take a rest. And there I was up in Greater Lake where there was snow, it was cold, the, it was very still. And have you been in that place where it's almost deafening? The silence is so loud, it's deafening. There was no wind, no sound from waves, no sounds from birds. I was on my own, and it felt so real to be in that silence, to be in that space between my thoughts. And indeed, as I was starting the process, I could hear my thoughts go, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and then they slowed down, and there was space between the thoughts, and then there were no thoughts. And some of you may have a meditation process that helps you in that, just quietening the mind. And some of you, like me, have a very active mind and we find that doing something where our thinking cannot start up because we're concentrating on something else really helps. So when I'm doing something I really have to concentrate on, such as when I was doing dancing and choreographic dancing, I really had to focus on what I was being told, right, left right leg over left leg. And it was like, wow, I don't even know where my leg legs are, let alone my right and left one. So I was having to focus on the information that was coming in, but it quietened my mind from all that chatter. So this is where abundance comes in. This is why I decided to use the phrase abundance. And some of you may have heard that and said, well, I haven't got any abundance in my life. Oh, yes, we have. <laughs> we all have abundance. And because of Neptune being in Pisces and Jupiter being in Pisces, they're both about unlimited abundance. Jupiter in Pisces is, you know, Jupiter is a thousand times larger than the planet Earth. So it's huge abundance. And you could use another word to it, uh, possibilities. Someone who is Piscean, you may have Piscean energy in you, says, I'm unlimited. Well, you are unlimited, but you're only unlimited to the place where your imagination can go. You can't, if you can't imagine it, you can't do it. But in other words, it does mean there's an unlimited source. So Pisces, if you have Piscean energy in you, your sun, your moon, your Mars, you're the ones that look out to the stars and say, wow, look out there, there's so much happening. And if you haven't got that, then that's okay. But at the moment, we're being asked to look out to the stars, listen to all the information coming on UFOs, listen to all this science, this mystery. We're entering mystery. 
so much happening, you won't even understand it. So don't bother to, I'll just tell you what it is. Well, that sometimes isn't always the answer either. So with both Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces, this abundance, this abundance of knowledge, this abundance of possibilities, this abundance of potential is affecting us all. And I could call it cosmic light entering, entering the planet or photonic light, where there's many names being called it at the moment. This, this reconnection to an abundance, to something much larger than us. It's not like one photon of energy suddenly hitting us. It's like we are now um, in the, we are now being taken into this place where we were just a drop of water, maybe, maybe in a puddle or maybe in a stream, but now we're a drop of water in an ocean. And for some of you, that might feel terrifying, and others of you, like, yay, let's go for the ocean. But this expansiveness that Jupiter brings, this expansiveness that we're going through as we're moving through this photon plate of, of light or this cosmic lights coming in, it's also a bit scary because we thought we knew who we were, and now all the veils have lifted. All the masks have gone, and it's like, oh, I'm just a drop of water, and this is called an ocean. And that ocean has always been there. It's just that until relatively recently, and I'm going to say 2012 when we know things changed, but even more so recently, that little drop of water when I could say, oh, I know who I am, I'm just a drop of water, was fine. I knew who I was, what I was doing, what I, my plans were. Suddenly, we've been dropped into this ocean. And now there's so many possibilities, so many choices, it's almost overwhelming. And so we, we go back to, oh, let me stay in the little place that I am. So what I'm encouraging us all to do is just saying, yes, there's a lot of, I think I'm going to still call them a lot of dreams coming our way, a lot of possibilities coming our way. There is an unlimited potential coming our way. But it's not the fact that the ocean wasn't always there. It's the fact that we chose different ways of coping with that abundance. Okay, so the abundance isn't new. And now we, we are seeing different aspects of ourselves, maybe multidimensionally or other ways in which you're looking at yourself, ETs, etc. Now I'm showing you these things and saying, is this what you still want to use your energy on? That can be scary because now we're having to make choices. So let me just take us one step back. Okay, here I am. You will say, no, no, look, Christine, it's all very well, but I've never had abundance. You have, all right? So let me say that as at some point, and I'm not going to say past life, but some point we all started off with the same amount of money, all started off with the same amount of energy. And not only did we have an amount of energy, but actually that energy was eternal. And that's the truth of this, but I don't want to confuse you. Let's say we've all got the same amount of money. And we are allowed to go into the great superstore in the sky. And that's really where choice begins. Where do you want to spend your energy? 
How do you, we or you expend our energy every day? So I might expend my energy on gaining more information and then wanting to share it. Or I might want to use, spend my energy on being helpful. Or I might want to do it in a relaxing way. Other people spend it on maybe building things or maybe creating something or helping others. But there's also some people who, when they're going along the shelves of this superstore, say, now where's that misery that I can fill my basket with? Or where's that sadness I can fill my trolley with? Or where's that anger I can fill my trolley with? And once that trolley is filled and you've paid for it, it's not much energy left. Because this is what we have made a choice to do. Now, I know some of you will say, no, no, Christine, you've not seen my life. This is true. But I'm telling you that at this period of time and for the next few years, how we spend our energy is going to be vitally important. Whatever we choose to take off those shelves, we can always take them back. It's not to say you can't. There isn't a refund. There's a, definitely a refund policy. But always believe or understand that you may feel you have no abundance of money, but you may have abundance of poverty consciousness. Or you may feel you have a, no love, but you have an abundance of feeling unlovable. Or you may feel you have no joy, but you have abundance of sadness. So it isn't that you are lacking abundance. It's just where you're spending time and how you're absorbing that energy, how that energy is feeding you or I. So my belief that I have to help other people is how I'm spending money. Now, does that then feed me? Well, it might. It might make me feel really good about who I am. But in the end of the day, I can guarantee I can't help anyone more and receive more back. Because as I'm helping others, I'm actually demanding something back in return. And that will always limit the amount that I'm actually helping anyone. And I can never feel good enough from your approval of what I've done. Now, I, I wanted to really bring this up as a, as a point in this podcast, because I think I'm not the only person who feels they're helpful in the world. Anybody else? Put your hand up. I feel I'm very helpful. And recently, Jupiter has been squaring my own sign and my midheaven, which are both in Gemini. So here I am thinking, wow, I'm so helpful. I'm giving you information. My helpfulness comes from all the information I'm giving. Now, others of you might be taking care or even sacrificing yourself for others. How are you helpful? It's slightly different from the pleaser, although it's still in my remit. I understand my pleaser, but the pleaser can also be helpful and the helpful one can be pleasing. Am I making sense there? And so helping you to have information so you can change has an agenda. Helping you to have information so that you thank me has an agenda. And why am I doing that? And there's many reasons why we do this. 
You see, if I'm helpful, well, maybe you'll tell me I'm a great person and then I feel good about that. That can be it, especially if you've got Leo energy. I don't. Or if I'm helpful and I sacrifice myself, maybe I can be a martyr. Or I, I know the martyr in me. So maybe, you know, I'll give you everything I've got so that you can feel good and I don't mind if I sacrifice myself in the process. Or helpful can be a way of staying where I feel comfortable, even though it's not where I want to be. I remember a, a healer telling me that every time she tried to go on holiday, there would be two people knocking on her door, needing her help, so she never went on vacation. Uh, any of you been there? I'd love to have fun, but you know, people need me. I'm so helpful. That wasn't the problem of the people who came and knocked on the door. The problem was that she didn't know who she was when she wasn't helping people. Her identity was caught up in helping. I'm wondering if I'm talking to any of you. You might be helpful to a neighbor. You might be helpful to your parents. You might be helpful to your children. But it's where am I escaping from myself? Where am I hiding? from my true power and abundance, by putting all that abundance, all that energy into someone else and then complaining that I haven't got time to do anything. So I wanted to just tap into that energy because I realized you don't need my information. You don't need that. And it wasn't about giving information. You can go anywhere to find that. It was about my need my need to feel present in the world. And that once I moved beyond that, it also made me realize that the information I have is really my pleasure. Yes, I love sharing with you. Yes, I love sharing, but it's not necessarily feeding you, it feeds me. And as I step back from being this helpful informer and always having the answers, I realized that actually I have so much pleasure just informing myself, living with this energy, working with this energy, playing with it. And so part of our process of abundance is how would we relate to people if I was actually no longer identifying with where I have placed my energy in the past? What if I was no longer a victim? What if I was no longer a martyr? What if I no longer believed I was a guilter, that I was guilty? What if I believed no longer that I needed to be miserable? Now, does that mean I'm saying, just stop being miserable? No. I believe our souls chose a path. We, we put energy into different areas of our life, whether it's our family or our work or all of that. So for some reason, we fed the stories. So we bought something off these shelves to feed a story, create a story, and then we fed that story with our beliefs and our energy. So if we've been feeding a story, we have to say, what did my soul think that I would get out of feeding this story? And maybe my soul was going to say, well, that's it, I've completed some karma. I promised I'd come and give that person something, look after that person, take care of them, whatever it was, tell them what I thought I wanted to say and just give them back their, their energy. Or maybe I'm lost in that story because that's where I want to spend all of my money. And in some ways I'm addicted 
to that energy. I know that energy well. You might not like the word addiction, but I'm addicted to helping people. I'm addicted to pleasing other people. It's something that I have to deal with, which is to say, yes, but I mustn't rule my life. And I have to, like any addict, wean it out of my system or only allow it in small doses. So where is this addiction, this spending of money on certain one certain identity or one certain energy actually taking over your life? And sometimes we have to go cold turkey. We have to pull out and not do it at all so that we can reconsider or reconfigure how we're going to use this energy. And in all of these cases, we are drawing energy back. The abundance isn't out there. It's not the money we spend or the energy we spend. The energy we spend has to have a feedback loop that creates a strength in our core. So how have your, in the money you spent on creating a story and putting energy into it, into a relationship, into a job, how has that fed your soul? How have you become stronger, wiser, more loving, whatever it is, and more awake, more alive, more aware of who you are? How have your stories done that for you? If they haven't, then you're literally losing money hand over fist. In other words, stop feeding a dead horse because basically you're not getting anything back. So everything we're doing needs to strengthen, needs to open our eyes to who we are. That's what I want to hear. And when someone says to me, oh, I'm nothing, I'm no one, that doesn't help us. That's like I've spent all this money and still I'm no one. Come back, come back home and say, yes, celebrate me, yay me. And in celebrating who I am and embodying who I am and the brilliance of who I am, it may mean that that then leads me to another path or another part of that, that galaxy I look out into. In other words, I can't stay in this one place anymore because now my brilliance doesn't fit into that place where I was before. I can't stay small. I can't stay in a, a place that doesn't feed this expanded self. And that means I might have to leave people behind. Family, friends, partner doesn't mean physically leave them, but recognizing that my, my beingness, my frequency no longer resonates at the level that theirs does. And we don't feed each, each other very well. So even if I took you or me or someone I know to a certain shelf and said, buy this, buy this information, know what I know, let me share with you what I know. It only lasts for a few minutes unless it resonates with you. And then you've forgotten it. So I'm not saying don't waste time on that, but if our belief is that this information is going to change this person, that's our problem. All we can do is maybe expand ourselves. And then that person might say, what is it about you that is so expansive that I want more of? What has it happened to you? that I want to happen to me. We are the best role models for this. And this is a time to step fully into your new world, your more expanded world, let's call it that, with your new frequency and shine the light so that those who wish 
to, to shop on another aisle, to go to another place, might say, I wonder what's over there. Maybe I'll go over there and see what she's up to. But we don't need to force or take someone somewhere they don't want to go. And I know many of you have become very confused and uh, by the very uh, different ways people are looking at our current situation. And it's almost like, wow, I don't know if I can even see the world in the way you're seeing it. Certainly something I've experienced. But it doesn't mean that the other people are wrong. And it doesn't mean that you're where I'm right. It's just choice. Which aisle do you want to go down? Do you want to carry a basket? Do you want to carry a trolley? Or do I want to take back and get a refund on some of the energy I've been putting out that doesn't serve me anymore? And so there's two pieces of building that core energy, coming home to ourselves. One piece of it is I need to be alert and focused on where am I using my energy? What is the most effective use of my energy? For instance, when I chose to write books, I wrote the books because telling one person after another in my doctor's practice was like, this is taking a long time. I have to you know, talk to 20 people with the same message. What if I wrote a leaflet and then gave them the leaflet? Wow, that was better. And then it was like, well, what if I then wrote a book? What if I taught? What if I had a podcast? So asking ourselves, what's the most effective use of our energy? How am I losing energy by asking for something back? I did this for you. Now I expect you to tell me I was great. Where is there an expectation with the gifts we're giving? Uh, well, I'm going to get brownie points or I'm going to be seen as a good person if I do this. Stop doing that. Because as much as you give, you're literally taking it back. And even if misery is your friend, maybe you want to save 10% of your energy, your money, for 10% of pleasure, enjoyment, fun. So you don't have to do everything at once. But maybe today you'll say, have I spent 10% of my energy on fun? Do I even know what that means? Am I having pleasure? How do I do this? And where do I want to put my energy that's going to allow me to expand beyond this place? Am I a little scared of that? So maybe I didn't need to do that in little pieces. There's a lot of information coming in that truly we are, the world we've been living in, the way our holographic vision of the world is collapsing and we are the creator of that new world and we're not humans doing this as i say said last time we are star beings doing this what is what is the star beingness of you what is the divine part of you wanting to manifest so as i say first step is being effective with your energy getting optimal result for the minimal minimal effort wise does this energy I'm putting out into the world sustain me for the next decades or is it only going to sustain me today? How can I be effective? And also, is this going to be something that is going to feed my soul? All right, so the energy going out, where am I putting my energy out? 
then where do I need to be accountable for what I have created? So this is a harder part to it, but am I celebrating what I've created? Can I say, yes, I'm a fantastic person who's done amazing work? Can I say, I'm a unique being? I'm a diverse being and I accept all my diversity. Where are we staying small? Or where is a part of us that we've rejected because we're like, oh, I don't like that part of me that I think is hiding in the shadows. I've talked about this a lot. But where do I need to bring home from a past story or from something even in a past life where I can say, okay, I didn't like what I did, but I accept it's part of me. Or a part of us that we found was so hard to handle. It's time to bring it home. Bring it home. Don't leave it out there. So that once we bring more and more parts of us back into our heart and we say, I accept you as part of me, the stronger our core becomes. And I'll be speaking next time about the solstice that's coming up. It's going to be the summer solstice for us in the Northern Hemisphere. But this is a time for really having a strong core. And when we have a strong core, we can expand beyond the place we are now. So my final comment to all of us, my dear friends, is don't be limited, but be effective. <laughs> you see, I've got two sides to this. Don't be limited, but be effective with your, your energy. Take a breath, clear your space. Recognize that many of the things that you've been doing up to now are not effective in your use of energy or money. And seek for gold. Seek for the potential that you have within you. Don't be limited. Don't say, I couldn't, I mustn't, I ought not to, because that's the old language. Say, I can. And if I'm excited by something already, it's already happened. So all I have to do is follow the energy. Follow your heart, follow your passion, follow your energy, follow your excitement. Get out of your own way and we will make it together because together we are creating this new world. Bless you all and see you next week now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on YouTube. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heartspeak.